Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 437. I'm Otto. Tonight, I am joined with Alex. Hello. Uh, the malinformant, James Babb. Great to be here. And James, why don't you introduce our special guest for this evening? All right. Tatiana doesn't have her camera on yet because, okay, she's just too radiant for, to just blows out the camera. So anyway. <laughs> I was Tatiana, trying to I'm home. It's not really going that well, but whatever. All right. Um, let's see. We don't. We didn't have any kind of intro prepared for you, but uh, most people know Tatiana because she's famous, and she's been like singing songs at cool Bitcoin conferences. And before Bitcoin conferences, you were coming to Philly doing some of our like end the Fed shows. Like, weren't you in on a Fed, like Fed stock stuff like that back in the day? So um, anyway. The there's one song that that sometimes sticks in my head. Your the Bitcoin song, um, like use Bitcoin wherever you pay. Like <laughs> such a hook. Like that's not necessarily a compliment, but it is a brutal hook. So um, now you've got some. Now you've gone country. Is that correct? Mm, I don't know. I think there's actually a lot of pop uh, flavors on this record more than country. I don't know. I always love have a songs for love songs for idiots. Yes, it's my epic title. <laughs> all, right, can, can, all right, tell us all about it. Sure. So, thanks everybody for having me on. Um, um, uh, I don't know. Sorry. You. So basically, I got in from California last week, and so I took a nap before I got here. So I'm like, Ugh. but I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up because I was on this schedule for a while where I was going to bed at eight o'clock. Um, on Eastern time. And now I'm trying to be cool and go to bed at like, I don't know, midnight, 11 o'clock, just not at eight. Cause that seems a little bit inappropriate. Um, but anyway, so uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so a real rebel goes to bed at eight, 8 PM. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I have a new record. I've actually been kind of sitting on it through COVID cause I was waiting for this magical moment to come out when I was going to be able to put it out and it was going to be the most impactful and then I figured out, well, I'm just going to put it out. So here it is. Uh, I just put it out the other day last week. So I'm happy to be talking about it. It's a, it's my fourth record, and I'm really proud of it. I think it came out really well. Uh, we did it at a little brownstone recording studio in Brooklyn, and, uh, and we just did it over the course of three days, mostly live. So I think that was pretty neat. Have you guys had a chance to take a listen? Probably not yet, right? It just came out. Mm-mm. We have not. Where can uh, anybody where can anybody find it? It's on streaming on anywhere. Um, well, yeah, no, they can listen on you know Spotify, on Amazon. They could buy it on iTunes. Um, they could buy it on my website. They could send me Bitcoin for it, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, like that's the thing, right? Like, what do people do now that there's music out there? You know, how do you monetize it? So I've been spending a lot of time kind of thinking about that in addition to just putting out the record and doing a bunch of other stuff. Nice. Did you play any um, at the uh, Rage Against War rally? Anything off your new I album did. there? 
Okay. Yeah. So that was a really neat thing because, you know, as as uh, Jim said, I got involved with the Ron Paul movement maybe around 2011, 2012. And, you know, those are really special days being able to, I don't know, just stand in the street and protest with people. I mean, there was something about it that felt completely pointless. But then there was another part of it that felt like, um, I don't know, just this really great sense of camaraderie. But after seeing what happened with Ron Paul in 2012, I didn't really believe in the political process anymore. I mean, was there to believe in? It was obviously very rigged. So um, I came, uh, I became kind of like uninterested in this. So, uh, so then I started doing Bitcoin stuff. But now, you know, after COVID, um, it's nice to, to be able to get together with people. And it was nice to see a bipartisan effort. Um, I have definitely seen some commie posts from some of the people that were speaking and I still think it's okay. Cause I, I'll, I'd rather argue with them about stuff than just get blown away by nuclear war. So I feel like that's a good, a good cause for everybody to, to come together. For sure. That's how I looked at it. I was like, uh, I'll sit down. Even commies are afraid of nuclear annihilation, you know? Yeah. I mean, Military. we can talk about pronouns another day. We don't need to do it today. <laughs> like we just need to live in order to, to have that argument. Um, so yeah, I sang my, I sang um, Masters of War, which a lot of people know me for that version. And then I also did a new song uh, off the record called What You Gonna Do. So I had three singles and then the album. So the main song off the album right now is Love Song. But the third single, which is what I have a music video for, is the song that I did in DC. And it's called What You Gonna Do. And it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I grew up going to Poland every summer and seeing the remnants of communism there left a really big impression on me. And also hearing stories about how the Polish people fought back against the Nazis, you know, it filled me with a, with a lot of pride, but you also kind of wonder, you know, what are you going to do when they come for you? You know, what kind of a person are you going to be? Are you going to sell out your neighbors? Are you going to tell them to F off? Or are you just going to go like, you know, and just go willingly. I mean, not even that we have to be so harsh and say, okay, there's, you know, jackbooted thugs at your door, even though I do think it could be that way. Um, there's all sorts of ways where our freedoms are being taken away. Um, and there has to be sort of a point where people say no more. Um, and then on the other side, there's a, there's a lot of social pressure, I think, especially what we saw with COVID, which was, you know, for people to, to comply and, I wasn't really super impressed with everybody's decisions there in terms of respecting bodily autonomy. Um, and I think that, you know, we have this little break before things get even worse. So this is a time to really look back on, on what people did back then and say, am I okay with what I did? Like, is that the kind of person I want to be? Is that what kind of person I'm going to be going forward? Were there sacrifices that we made for this safety that were not worth it. I, I don't really feel like a lot of people want to come to terms with that. I don't feel like a lot of people are particularly sending me apologies. I'm irritated that that has not happened, but I guess that's part of life, right? Where people, I don't know. I thought that people would at least apologize when they realized that they were wrong. And I don't think that that's so, so common. No, so. that's not going to happen. People's egos, especially now in this day and age, are, you might, has it even no, happened one time to anybody you've even heard of? 
Like, has anybody no. been like, oh, dude, you were right about masks. You were right about the vaccine. You were right about Fauci. You were right about gain of function. You were right about <laughs> natural immunity. You were right about <laughs> ivermectin. You were right about the whole scam. You know, like. No, you're no. never going to. I don't expect it anytime soon. So. I'm not I thought it did. Piers Morgan. You did? A, a little half-assed. No, it was like a half-assed, yeah. like, well, the science changed type of thing. He was. You had yeah. someone apologize, Tatiana, or like a half-hearted apology? No, but I guess I just thought that that seems reasonable. I don't know. Overall in life, there's a few things that I keep finding out, and I'm not really loving the lessons. Um, another one's kind of like justice is really, really hard to get. Um, and there's all these illusions that you're going to get it through these different systems set up. So I think that that's, that's also been quite frustrating, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought people would apologize and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I tried to make you take a shot against your will and killed a bunch of people <laughs> out of accident. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, how, how do you come back from that? Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said you should be denied health care and die in the street because you didn't want to be vaccinated. You know? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry I asked you for your papers every time you go, Fabia, buy your papers. I was like, and I would do that. I would do my little German accent. I don't think they would appreciate it very much, but I wouldn't go anywhere. I think there was, you know, one place or something in the totality of, of that time where I pretended I had, um, you know, that I was willing to comply with their rules. So I don't even want to patronize businesses that went, I just want to just ignore them completely. And I hope they fail. Any, There's a any definitely, business. Yeah. Well, that's why I moved away from New York and the New Jersey area, because I feel like the veil was lifted around the people like that, that were from my community, right? Like they all just went along with it and, you know, oh, it's going to hurt my business, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, yeah, that sucks, but people have to do something a little bit, you know, sometimes you have to pay for it um, a little bit for that freedom. And they just didn't care. They all like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another um, pandemic that they would behave in a, in a very they will. environmental lockdown. In fact, they'll they'll jump on it twice as fast now because they already know the drill. Well, we already know what to do. We already, you know, we already know to mask up and social distance. And we're going to put the stickers on the floor in the grocery store that tell you which way you can walk. <laughs> I think those saved my lives, and- Bab. <laughs> the one ways in the grocery store aisle. I forgot <laughs> Saved my life. But like, do you think that little old lady who chastised me for walking the wrong way down the grocery store aisle, right? Is she sitting back going, God, I really shouldn't have told him that, you know, like, like, or is she, does she even know that about the Wuhan lab leak uh, that which is almost 100% certain the no. cause of this whole thing? It was foxes. It, it was those fox bear things. <laughs> China, that's, fox, it was the wet market, the, the wet big, markets, Bab. Wait, somebody did apologize to me. So I moved to Miami and my building had a mask policy that I found offensive and I kind of, you know, wouldn't really obey it. So they gave me three warnings for mask infractions. Then I went to their their Zoom court, their kangaroo (laughs) court, and I said, no. I moved here so I could be free. I actually said, I'm really sorry. I'm just, you know, really sorry. <laughs> then like they like I guess I didn't sell it enough. And so then they ended up giving me a fine. 
What? Um, How much was the fine? Was it like an HOA fine or? $100 for freeing the face. And so um, a few months later, when it was over, I saw the guy from the building and he's like, you're just hanging out. I was asking him a question about something. He's like, you know, I made you pay that fine a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, really sorry about that. You know, I felt really okay, bad. Okay, give me the hundred bucks back plus interest. I'm like, jerk. You know what? You're not going to get that. It's not his thing. And I said, you know, maybe you could do better next time. You know what I mean? That's like, what, are you gonna, what else are you going to say to them? Right. I mean, you got to live with these people. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have as much um, desire to be as argumentative right now. Maybe I should be. I don't know. Are you guys starting fights up there in Pennsylvania? <laughs> no, we're here in Maryland, and it was bad for a while. We our, our governor uh, was go- famous for saying, "Wear the damn mask." Yeah. So uh, and get the damn Republican. jab, and, and get the damn jab. Yeah, get the locked damn down, jab. Larry Hogan, um, and uh, yeah. and was uh, chastising well the Baltimore soon to be former quarterback because he refused to get the the stab, the jab, and he was. Um, he was like, just get the damn jab. Like he, he multiple times that was his wear the damn mask, get the damn jab. And, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure he and he was probably photographed at like the sports game or with his family. Like, like, did he was he one of these ones that was busted for disobeying? No, he actually wasn't. Mandates? I think he was a true believer or uh, he or he not like a Gavin Newsom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because he was believer. supposed to be Republican. So that yeah, every single time you guys hear about Republicans in Maryland, they are just as bad as the Democrats on <laughs> just about everything. Yeah, you'll find a few cool ones, but other than that, no, they're just it's worthless. Who's responsible for those wonderful um, government schools of uh, of Maryland, it's Baltimore, etc.? Is that is that a Republican problem or? A- <sighs> Who gets the blame for the credit for that one? Well, oh, who gets the blame? That's different. The, the blame, the, the the blame that gets shared. Well, it's just we're not. It's the taxpayers' fault for not voting to put more money into the failing school system. Mm. Um, but it's it's uh, a Democrat-run city for like seventy years, so you do the math. <laughs> so when did you escape the Northeast, Tatiana? When was the last straw? When did you uh, escape? Um, escape from New York. Was it New Jersey uh, or New York at the time? When you no, New Jersey. I've had a rent control place in Jersey. So um, March of 2021. So I was out of there. Um, and also, yeah, I don't know. I wish people would stop thinking about voting and stuff like that. That's the other annoying thing. Like I was happy, you know, to get together with everybody and rage against the war machine. And then, you know, some of the conversations since then, are just around voting. And I just don't think that voting is going to work at all. Like, I don't even know why anybody thinks that that's legitimate. Well, how's it worked out so far? Well, even like the sooner that we stop it, the better. I mean, like after, all right, fine. But like when you see what happened in Trumpy, I mean, come on, that's just such a blatant theft of the presidency. Like, I don't think Biden beat Trumpy. Um, and then you saw what happened with Carrie Lake. And that also was really scary. Who's that? And so uh, Carrie she was the Arizona, Arizona Republican candidate here. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Tatiana. Well, she's this lady out in Arizona. She was running for governor. 
She's running against the secretary of the like secretary of state who's in charge of counting the votes and stuff. So <laughs> right, now, she counts the votes. Yeah, she's like she wouldn't debate. <laughs> she's in right. charge of the board of no. elections. Yeah, like she just she's just in charge of her election. Like she doesn't even like joke to debate nothing. Like she just made herself a winner. And then and then like a few weeks ago, um, we found out like twenty percent of all the mortgages in the entire state are owned by like the Sinewa cartel or something. So there's like all these different people she's that getting are drugged like cartel money. Like literally the cartel, like on wow. the team, you know, like Sounds like she's got a real future in Washington. I mean, that's, you know, Hillary's getting kind of old. Somebody's got to, we need, we need a a new, a a, a A new new terrible throne. Queen. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I thought that, that, I mean, no, come on, give Hillary a little bit of credit. You know, she's basically irreplaceable. I mean, there's a lot of little warmongers, but some little Katie Hobbs is not going to be the next Hillary Clinton. Come on. You have to be, you have to have like at least 50 dead bodies by the time you're 50 if you want to be competing with her. Um, yeah, yeah I right. know. You're right. Yeah. And that's, Who knows that's what she's got? Maybe well. she's been executing people for the cartels in Arizona. She's been getting her practice in, you know, staging suicides. So she's she's been she's been no, come on. Hillary's been doing this for too long. Like, she's so this, just an old, an old yeah. She really is the, 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 the queen of, of that genre. Queen of mean. Right. <laughs> So do yeah, you think a- that people? Oh yeah, the the it's going through the appeals process. That's correct. It, and um, I mean, there was like legit where like ballots were different sizes, and there and and people were just brushing us off like, oh yeah, it's just a fair. It's so blatant, and uh, we don't have our but sound drop. Like- but that's where that Rasta, Rasta Alex Jones in the what was it the uh, Maricopa oh, yeah. County. Good who, day. Yeah. That, it, it's so blatant, and yet people are like, yeah, well, all right. It's like, but like, well, why I, even I bother voting? Good. Like, it why is, are people yeah. putting in effort into voting at all? Listen, it was established. It's been established for a long time um, that the the United States is an oligarchy, right? It, it's an oligarchy. Anybody with any experience in politics, whether it was Ron Paul or through a third party or major party trying to get to the convention and have any kind of influence, anybody who's ever done anything can tell you that it is a complete dead end. But there's always a new batch of people that are like, oh, you know, we'll just you know what? Yeah. You know, the presidential election didn't work out, but we need to get our local races where we can really make a difference. And we're going to build up our local committees and. And I just, I mean, there's oh. some, there's some purpose in that. <laughs> I mean, if anything, you get to know your neighbors and you know who your community is in your direct neighborhood. So that does, that does have some value. You, know you can also do that through drinking. At, well, at, that like, too. Like, I mean, why not yeah. both? <laughs> I do both. So. Why not both? Door knock while drinking. I, it's a right. great, you know, weekend activity. Like, hey, I'm running for whatever. Get drunk and, and bang on the doors <laughs> Door, of strangers. Exactly. Ah. Wait, and ask, ask them why they should question? vote for you. And if you could plant sure. a seed, like, hey, why not? Okay. So do you yeah. guys think that Tucker Carlson is like a real legit news source? No, he's CIA. I mean, wasn't his dad CIA? <laughs> That's what I think, but my mom doesn't think so. And now he's coming out on, on you know, Ben Shapiro being like, I can't believe this happened. I was just so surprised that it was so rigged. And then all of a sudden here I was in the center exposing the truth, you know, 
I didn't see that whole performance, but well, I, he's, I mean, I he's, know. he's apologized. He's kind of apologized and has at least claimed to have yeah, had a did. change of faith yes. for Speaking his previous warmongering yeah. and repeating lies. Right. Are you guys buying it? Like, do you think it's true? There's levels to I, controlled could be, opposition. Could be a limited hangout. Could be a limited hangout. Like part of the 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 CIA strategy where they carefully like the when they when the when the when their scams get just get so exposed they cannot completely deny them. They have to give them some attention, right? But they limit it and try to redirect it and keep it in contained in certain areas. Maybe he's serving that purpose. He seems or, though like he's genuinely. I mean, at least the. Uh, He's got a lot of haters, right? They're, they're falling for it. So, well, I, I, I don't think know. What do you think? Honestly, honestly, I, if you, I would be, I would buy a story if you guys were to say, hey, he was once a, C, uh, a CIA guy, a mouthpiece, and for whatever reason, they decided to stop funding him. So he said, all right, fuck it. I'll just go and just, you know, start speaking more yeah, he, truth. Didn't he lose all of his advertisers, basically? He did. Or? He did. I think. And maybe that kind of like set him free. Yeah. Could have. You know, because I, I, I I've never seen anyone need... apologize for the for promoting their rack war. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in the media ever do it. And he did it. Yeah, yeah. but we also heard that, you know, Trumpy was going to drain the swamp and like lock her up, which I never heard of a president telling the other person they're going to lock him up for, you know, or like yeah. bring in the rape victims. But then the outcome wasn't even really like quite there. I'm just saying. I don't know. I I I feel kind of sad because I like Tucker's reporting, but I can't. I don't know anything that's on the mainstream media. Like you know, he's the number one show or something, so he's not yeah. that alternative. Yeah, even amongst like more more like uh, lefties listen to his show than any other program. So like, it's not like he's I mean, he has a bigger lefty audience than like a stupid Rachel Maddow type or whatnot. Like uh-huh. he's big. So um, and he said stuff like, oh, he's got uh, he believes that uh, the CIA was involved in the JFK assassination, which still seems kind of like a, a big deal for somebody that the number one guy with the show to make these to say these things. Um, who knows? Well, his interviews have been good. His private interviews. So I don't know. I mean, is there any turning around, uh, turning this uh, train around? Like at this point, like, are we all no. just going into Armageddon? That's it. Like, you know, get some guns. Right, there's no brake pedal. So we're just I trying to see. step on the gas and see what this bitch could do. You know, like just <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just get right. it over with. Whatever's yeah. coming. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's. I. I think right now it's just. I, I almost feel embarrassed for the United States. Like, wow, like we have China's negotiating peace treaties with Iran and, and Saudi Arabia. Like what? And then just while wow, the United States is sitting there like, wait, no, but we're still just giving money to Zelensky. Like, no, this is guys. Look at us. Look at look at us. They're we're, saying, we're, oh, a ceasefire would be totally unacceptable. Like, yeah, can't have that. Wow. You know, like, no. And now what about Pol- isn't Poland threatening to get in on this now, too? What, what's up? You know what? I'm like so irritated. These Polish people need to calm down. So I went to Poland. I did my music video for what you're going to do. I did it in Warsaw. It was super cool. Uh, You know, and and the city was just destroyed. 
in World War II, I think like 85% of it was left in rubble. And so now they've built it back up and apparently they've forgotten their history because, you know, Ukraine and Poland, uh, not always such a good combo there. Um, there was an incident um, in oh yeah, um, where 100,000 Polish people were brutally murdered by the Ukrainians. It's like an international incident that they've never apologized for. Honestly, I just read up on that last night. I literally last night I was reading up on. I was like, holy crap, because they were it was during that back and forth where like Russia and Germany, they, you know, they came together, took over half of Poland. And then the the Germans came and the Russians came back. And in the wake, everyone just fucking killed each other. (laughs) and It was insane. And I was I was reading about how like it was like a rape and torture campaign of Polish people in Ukraine just because they were they were fearing that they were going to have like their own state again a free polish state so the ukrainians in the area just like killed all the catholics all the polish people like they Jesus raped Christ. and tortured like little kids and like burned yeah, them was... alive like oh dude it was awful when, I was, I was when are we it last night when did this take place like during world war ii and post mm-hmm. 1943 I think yeah I so i I have a film that I'd like to watch and it's translated into English into Volin. I'm sorry, hatred, hatred, uh, not double hatred, just one hatred. Um, <laughs> and so um, I'm almost afraid to watch it because there's a lot of this Polish history that I really want to learn about, but I just can't bear watching people get murdered and dismembered and stuff because like, I feel like that's something that we could see in soon, and I don't want to see that. Like, I just would, like, I know war is bad. You know what I mean? It, it's like, how much how much more do I need to know about that, right? Like, how much more preparation is that going to give me versus just taking away my life thinking about, you know, death and stuff? Um, so, you know, basically when I went to Poland, I didn't know what to think. I was a little bit like, well, look, all these Ukrainian people are coming here. Is that going to make Poland like susceptible to be dragged into the war? So my takeaway was the vibe was very good. The Ukrainians seemed really genuinely happy and grateful to be in Warsaw. Everybody was getting along pretty well. Like the cultures are pretty compatible. But Poland has no news that's anything other than pro-Ukraine. You can't even get Russia today on your Twitter feed, nothing. So it's very, very controlled. I feel like that's not really good for the people, but everybody in Poland is super pro Ukraine. I was really surprised. Wasn't it, that, that massacre. And the people are, are pro Ukraine. But that massacre from, from 1943, didn't that involve that guy, um, Stepan Stepan Bandera? Bandera? Yeah. Right. Who, yeah, who is now that. like an honored hero amongst the Azov Brigade and uh-huh. is like a aren't, aren't they celebrating that now? How does how does that- I don't know why they're all OK with it. Like I brought up some of these questions. Look, first of all, I'm not some genius scholar of like, you know, World War Two Polish history. Give me a break. But, you know, I, I'm curious and I'm just asking questions and I didn't get really any good answers about it. But now I'm worried that, yeah, these doofuses are going to get dragged into the war. And it's like, I would really like to go back to Warsaw and it not be rubble. You know, uh, it's very, you know, uh, I guess like triggering, you know, uh, which is kind of a funny phrase. But it makes you really think back to what your ancestors suffered before. And it's not that hard to imagine it happening again. So it's quite scary. 
Yeah, there's a lot of conflict like that. Like I was talking about when the when the the Eastern Front of World War II. I mean, just I mean genocide, like the from the uh, the Romanians and just I mean even in France, like the VC France and stuff. Like the, it just it's crazy to think like how many inter, in like you say small, but you don't mean small. But it's just like how history has just forgotten it. And they don't talk about it all. And like, literally, I'm learning something new at the you know age of 35. Literally last night that I had never heard about. It's, yeah, it's crazy, and it's, and it's like there's so many loyalties and so much bad blood, and so and I think Poland's just so anti-communist, and so they just they don't like they just don't like Putin. So maybe that's what it is. It's like, but some of them are communists. Like it's like the younger generations are are pretty left wing you know i mean i wouldn't say they're like yeah. fallen communists but they just don't know i don't know i wasn't too impressed um in terms of like the <laughs> political views of the youth there like i remember i went to a clothing store to try on this dress for the for the video shoot and the girls are like oh you know what are you doing I'm like oh you know i did protests he's like, like yeah we were at the women's march like solidarity <laughs> Oh no! And I was like, you know, first of all, I find it very irritating that you assume that any woman who is like minded is of the mind that like it's totally cool to have like abortions and stuff. I'm not even saying that it like I probably would err on the side of choice, even though I'm not really thrilled with that choice. But just to be like assuming like, oh, let's go march, kill the babies, it's gonna be great. Like I just I, I don't find it very appealing. <laughs> Right. Like as as like a woman's defining characteristic, like why is that the way that women protest? Like that's our number one issue. You didn't want to wear a pussy hat. Like I want to, to get knocked up and get that taken care of all in one weekend, you know. And and like you can't stop me. So like I don't I don't feel like you know maybe maybe that's like a good thing, you know. Some you should have told maybe, that person you're like no, I don't do the color coded protests and. <laughs> We, I, don't I don't go to those they ones. They can't not not uh, not the what is it? National Endowment of Democracy don't fund my my protests. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I think like they just have their own thing. But I, I mean, everybody's got their own perspective. Um, I, I like being in Poland. I think that there's uh, some people who are pretty sensible. But I was surprised at how you know they were just getting one side of the information about the war. Your uncle seemed pretty cool. My uncle is cool, but he's kind of leftist, if I'm being honest, not on all top subjects. But yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, also, they have a perspective that I don't know. Right. Maybe they know better because they live in Poland. You know, I don't think that they do necessarily. But what do I know? I could be wrong about lots of things. When I Sounds first just heard like that, typical shit libs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that are very frustrated and they don't really have like a proper outlet for it. They don't even know how to like they don't even know what they're protesting a lot of the times. So look at the people in the um uh Occupy Wall Street, right? Like there's a bunch of incoherent um Yeah. Like philosophies all mixed into one, right? Those are always fun to go to attend those um like Occupy rallies or their encampments and just just talk with them. It was always interesting. I mean, Their understanding of economics. It's like, oh my God. And how well, the world works. Here, so you know what? I, that was cool. Those people cried out for help. They were they like they knew something was wrong and they needed yeah. like libertarians to and drop. They were in almost there. They were like they, they they were they could identify the problem and then once their solution, it's like, no, no, no. But 
Yeah, it was it was interesting. I went down to the occupied Baltimore a couple of times just during and that was during the Ron Paul days. You know, you go down there and here, why don't you read up on the Fed? Read about here's a Murray Rothbard book on what government has done to our money. Some were genuinely curious. There were yeah, a lot of genuinely yeah, curious sure. people down there. Yeah. And they quickly so got opportunity. Like, they like, you know, the people that were super organized were like the socialist parties. And these people are ready for these kind of things. They live for it. And when these kind of street things happen, they, they got a game plan. They got the, the materials. They got the, the recruiting strategy. They know how to go out there well, and find dumb kids that are mad about stuff and turn well, them George into Soros funds, you know, like he does not fund things that are not very well oiled. OK, George Soros, make sure he gets his money's worth when he supports things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I went down to to the uh, to you know Occupy Wall Street, and one of the things that really stood out to me was that the one normal looking person that didn't look like a degen was the communist table. Like he like looked like all neat, you know, he had his nice little red hat. He looked like you know tidy, and I was like, oh no. And so then I started arguing with him, and he's like, oh, this is the good kind of communism. I'm like, yeah, right. Tell that to my <laughs> Off the gulag with you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't think we need to try it. Enough, million, enough millions of people are dead because of this idiocy. But anyway, like when I went back, I made sure to dress really nicely, and I was giving out bootleg copies of um, uh, the America, uh, Freedom to Fascism, and... Um, I don't know. One other one. I think the Money Masters I had also put onto DVD. Nice. And I was like, Hi, want a free DVD? It's about the Federal Reserve. <laughs> like, like, like a beer girl, like promoting beer, but like not really beer, just like. A, oh, that's cool. You know, some Federal Reserve knowledge. So I thought it was nice. fun. You know, we passed out really, really cool days. stuff in Philly. We even made our own newspaper, the Occupy Philadelphia Inquirer, because like we figured somebody's <laughs> going to do it. So like. We printed up thousands of copies of these several times and like, but it was all stuff from like future freedom foundation or antiwar.com or uh, uh, fee or like, you know, like, yeah, here's about the federal reserve. Here's this stuff, you know, like, and then like, it, it, like it just kind of like slipped it in there. I had um, uh, Jacob Hornberger sent us, um, I said, Hey, do you have any like back issues of his little booklet, this little freedom daily um, publication. He sent me hundreds of them nice. from like all different issues. Oh yeah. They're uh, great. I, I have a bunch like on my shelf somewhere, you know, they're just great for like er, Ernie Hancock gave me, uh, he, he made a bunch of DVDs. Like he had like DVD duplication going. Nice. And so like each DVD, D the each DVD had like five documentaries on it, like all kinds of great stuff. Like, so we'd slip those in into the booklets pass that stuff out. The kids loved it. Nice. Yeah, those, there was opportunities then to to reach out. So, well, I don't know. I'm excited for the for the upcoming weeks because I've been in touch with Angela McArdle, and um, there's a Bitcoin 2023 event here in Miami. So I'm just going to try and get more Bitcoiners together with more Liberty people. Good. You know, kind of the roots as to why we all got together. That Bitcoin jingle that was meant to be. You know, an earworm that would kind of remind you and, and draw you in and make you uh, make it sort of unforgettable that you have to use Bitcoin all the time. Um, but, yeah, now there's like a bunch of greedy bastards in Bitcoin. I guess there's always like greedy people everywhere. And, you know, you can make an argument for greed. But um, 
but I just, you know, like that's not why I got into Bitcoin. Um, and so I think there's a lot of people that feel similarly and, you know, the case is being made now why it's a good way to escape out of the system anyway, um, or not, right? CBDC is coming. We'll see. Right. Apparently not in Florida. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's, that's the word. That's not going to do anything to stop, to stop uncle Klaus. There's no way he's going <laughs> to like, I'm sure that was good PR, but um, I, I doubt that, you know, when the CBDC comes, it's just going to be a matter, probably going to just be a matter of, uh, you know, just t- like tanking, taking over, um, you know, liabilities for deposits right into the fed, you know? So instead of you, that failed bank owing you your money, now the fed does and people are just going to accept it. You know, and it'll be like now you get now you have an account with the Fed instead of with your bank, and people will be like, "Well, it's still my money and whatever." And is DeSantis? What's DeSantis going to do to stop that? I I don't know if he's going to do anything about anything. Like I I'm I'm look. This is the way I view it. Kingsley Edwards' father has been in jail for over thirty years for like a tablespoon of cocaine. Everybody in his, um, you know, like from the judge, the prosecutor, everybody says, oh, you know, I let this poor slob out of jail. And um, and during COVID, he was up for parole and DeSantis was supposed to, you know, give him the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And DeSantis basically waited two years to do his duty and to make a ruling. And then he told him no at the end of the day, which is also just irritating. So to me, this guy doesn't take his duties seriously. He doesn't care about these people. He also was involved in Guantanamo. It doesn't sound like such a great guy. So, yeah, I mean, as a citizen of Florida, I think that there's some good things um, that are going on in this state. But I just don't think he's my daddy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (coughs) so (laughs) speaking. Sorry about that. Yeah, so speaking of daddy, <laughs> I mean, oh. that, actually, you know what? That was actually a, a really either. terrible transition. That was a really terrible transition. Um, I just want to, uh, there was a shooting today that happened in Nashville, was it? This is just yeah. fresh. Like, yeah, so it happened at a Christian school, and apparently the, apparently the shooter was transgender, was a transgender man. So I just want everyone just to see the, the media's response to this. I got yeah, I thought it was a 20, I thought it was a teenage girl that then became a 28-year-old woman. Yes. Yeah. So here, let me but share this. Used story. to be a dude. What are, what are we talking about? So yeah, apparently it's 28 year old, 28 years old. Um, are you sharing an article there, Otto? Yeah. What is have... this creature? Like, is it is it a man or a woman? Is it really like a trans person or is it it, so man, here's now the woman apparently the USA oh. Today well now deceased. I don't know if you guys can see it right there it says police on Monday afternoon said the shooter was a transgender man officials had I initially misidentified the gender of the shooter <laughs> that's gotta be so that, that's gotta be tough to be a transgender shooter and even in your your big moment they're misgendering you like in, yeah, right and you're like you worked so hard for those headlines you killed all those people and then they well, still misgender you damn well the, the red-headed libertarian has a great response here it says child murderers do not get their preferred pronouns recognized so i agree with that i just 
I mean, do you guys, when you hear they, actually, about these they do. things, I can't feel like they're really happening. There's just a part of me that just doesn't register it. Like anytime that there's a mass shooting, I, I guess they must be happening. But I just don't feel like a real sense of anything because they just seem so foreign. And also because they never look at, you know, the SSRI. So I feel like it's disingenuous. I'm like, oh, whatever. Screw these people are just going to say this is like a, a gun grab or whatever, because oh, we don't have enough gun laws. Um, so I don't know. I mean, do you guys feel affected? Do you ever feel like, oh, this could happen to me? Like, I don't really feel like that would. And I hope it doesn't, you know, but what do you think? Like, do you feel like it feels real? Yeah, um, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, I, I, I think there's, this is just new frequent. I don't even, I, I did not hear about this until we, we were starting up the show about the shooting that happened, but apparently, uh, three nine-year-olds and three six-year-olds were shot and killed, I guess. Like it's just shooting victims. I don't know. I don't know if it was, yeah, yeah, fatally shot. Okay. Which is terrible. I mean, these are real people. I'm sure you'll see people, you know, you'll see the families and everything else like that. And if, if the leftists have their way, they'll probably be getting them into the gun grabbing movement soon enough. But yeah, no, I tend to believe a lot of the stuff when it happens. I, I think though that with the situation with the the misgendering of the shooter and this stuff, it's probably just going to get pushed to the background. Like all the shootings where they can't pin it on a straight white male, it just seems that that's the trend that they just kind of slip away from the headlines and they don't get broadcast ever again. Well- and will anybody ever start asking about like what psychiatric meds was the shooter on? Like, I always feel they like all this seem should to be, be that, that, that should always be yeah. front and center. Right. If you like, I really don't care what their gender is like, but I, I bet you we would start seeing some patterns if, if you could see that. Oh, yep. Another psycho. You know, they were on psychoactive meds, psychoactive meds. And it's really just another sort of cover up for the for big pharma. You know, like, don't let don't don't criticize those those drugs. Like, I mean, we've seen what this alliance of big pharma and media and government all rolled in together. They they don't care how many people die. I mean, they don't have any limits of any kind. Right. So why why wouldn't they you know, why wouldn't they do this, too? Yeah, I'll see if I could pull it up here. And Otto, you might have to walk me through here presenting this, but this right on cue. So they had a. Um, I just added the stream for you. So there you go. Okay. You're up and running. So, so right on cue, this is this woman shows up and this is a press conference. And this was this afternoon. Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys oh, tired boy. of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park, Illinois. My son and I survived a mass shooting over the summer. I am in Tennessee on a family vacation with my son visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in DC since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying? And why are we She's the shooter. These shootings in She's obviously the shooter. continue to happen until <laughs> our lawmakers step up and pass gun safety legislation. Aren't you guys tired of this? Are you guys sick of it? Okay, no, but I'm sick of her. So I'm sick of, yeah, I'm sick sick of pandering. Yeah, let, I'm, I'm yeah. not giving her. So, I mean, I'm sick of dipshits that think disarming peaceful people is going to somehow protect them. 
I mean, so it's like everything on. this person did was illegal, and that they want to go after right. people with legal weapons. And so, like, we need to, to talk to our politicians about more laws. I can't this was what the hell. anything yet. Because this, this is one. This is this is one part of the things. op. It's part of the op. This is either it's she right was on sent two. there on vacation. She was sent there mm-hmm. because they're like, okay, we got a shooting. Go, 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 go. Wait, what town or, is this? Nashville? Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. People, and this or, woman just happened to be vid- visiting. Or she's such a megalomaniac, egotistical, maniacal person that she was like, oh, there's a school shooting like only like 45 minutes away. I have to go and make a scene and get on yeah. camera somehow. That's like, more likely to me. Like she joined that Moms Demand action. They MK Ultra all these motherfuckers, and then they trigger them to show up and demand action. Because I tell you, because I I'm running the Mises Twitter for Maryland, and th- this past two months, our uh, legislative critters are in their session in Annapolis, and I have seen the levels of nonstop. Moms demand action. Moms demand action, and then in various somebody states, get these pushing moms for some more action. gun law. What are we? What is the problem? These moms here? are very Why? demanding. They Why? demand action. No, I'm actually making fun of this, in my opinion, because it's like, you know, I guess people really are dying. I just have a very hard time, like, putting myself into it. that kind of a like into like a mental place where that actually goes on. I mean, I'm not going to fall on Alex Jones, um, but. I mean, I mean it happened. There are, uh, do you think that there are? Uh, I'm not saying like Sandy Hook didn't happen, but like, do you think that there are false flags with these kinds of shootings? That I guess that's part of why I don't really feel like that um, impressed by them because I feel like sometimes there's really sketchy circumstances like that Las uh, Las Vegas one, and then nobody ever found yeah. out. Yeah, still don't know uh, anything about. Oh that. my god, yeah, that sounded like it was like a it was a it got off the rails, like almost like it happened. They're like, Oh crap. Like he wasn't supposed to go yet. You know, or he was not supposed to do that there. Uh, let's cover this all up. You know, yeah. Joe was like, who was that woman? She was the shooter's handler. <laughs> yeah. They had the so, press releases already written. They, they right. had it ready to go. Yeah. yeah. They it, just it, needed just, to find. Rinse you know, repeat what again. They, it just the cycle. It's they just, don't, they don't have to be fake, but they can be like, they're, they're, the, the, the line, you know, was known to the FBI, right? They, yeah. they get wind of one of these things. They certainly don't don't stop it. Do they, they let do a they encourage it? Go to waste. Do they do they egg them on? Do they even perhaps help them acquire weapons? Do they tell them, you know, are they being manipulated to, you know, to 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 do these things? You know, maybe or maybe they're just crazies. And then. The, the, you know, the lobbyists are just ready for the next crazy. And they're like, OK, here we go. Nine out of 11 of them are false flags. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I just like, don't you guys feel kind of sad sure what kind of people we have in the world? I feel yeah. like I, I already had kind of low expectations for mankind. But the past two or three years, I've just been like, wow. There's a lot of very, very evil stuff going on. Um, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about Pizzagate, right? And everybody's like, no, Pizzagate's been debunked. Like, bullshit, it hasn't. Like, there's all sorts of things that happened with Pizzagate that were, like, sketchy and, uh, I don't know, kind of, like, unexplained. And to take into oneself, like, that this kind of stuff is really going on. Or that there could be FBI agents that are like, oh, yeah, let's let this guy go nuts. Let's see what happens. I mean, I just... It's really hard to fathom such evil around us. And 
think it's hard to also be hopeful if you think that people are capable of such bad things. Do you guys feel less hopeful about humanity now? Not to be all serious, but I'm curious. I always announce that humanity will always it'll write its course after a long time. It sucks that they fall for like they're like sheep. They fall for the initial, you know, the initial thing. The whoever the the man in the suit that that barks orders from them from uh, sits on a throne. You know that type of thing. Once they, I think towards the end of stuff, enough people kind of congregate towards the back as the sheep are jumping off the cliff, saying, "Hey, I don't think this is we're going anywhere here. Maybe like." Let's all pull it back a little bit. You know, I think there's this, it's like everything to get out of homeostasis, you know, it's like a very balanced. And then once everything lean to one side, it's bound to kind of push back. And I think that's what about humanity is the fact that we can push back on things. We just got to stop falling for the bullshit. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like idiocracy though. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the IQ levels are going down and um, we don't even know that we're idiots. That's true. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I well, because I'm like, I, I know I'm an idiot. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh, is, does the idiot like, know oh, that he's on. an idiot? Huh? I was like, does the idiot have to like if he knows he's an idiot, does that may still make him an idiot? Or I don't know. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird perplexing uh dilemma there. But no, I I there's always yeah, but we could be experiencing that shift all the way to the side and hasn't gone back yet. We haven't seen it go back yet. And going back yet well, might go I've, back too fast into the I, other side. And you don't like that. You don't want the opposite of what you're going to get from some of the stuff that's well, going on today. Yeah. Well, humanity does have loners. Right. And I think although like human human evolution was involved in like tribal like survival. Right. Saber tooth tiger attacks functioning as a as a tribe to defend Right. Like probably made a lot of sense in, in our in our evolution. Right. As as like you where you uh, perhaps the individual will, you know, becomes less uh, becomes um, subservient to the group will. Right. But uh, I, I've heard a theory where loners sort of exist because in evolutionary terms, this the, sometimes the herd does make a mistake. And the whole the whole herd of buffalo will run off the cliff, or they'll do something that gets the whole freaking herd killed. And in That's which what case we're looking at, you know, in, like in which case these loners survive, you know, guarantee the survival of the species because there's always a few people that are not going to go along with that. Right. And that's what I feel like I am. I'm one of the I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going along with that stampede over the cliff, but it might be our fate to sit back and just watch it, you know, watch it happen helplessly. I yeah. don't know. It's hard to know. I, I mean, I'm, I go back and forth, white pill, black pill, but I definitely think to Otto's point, a lot of people kind of sat in the background and just like, eh, this isn't going the right way. And then you just had uh, people that fell for the, the ops and are the most boisterous. Cause I don't, I right. think sometimes you can just be stuck on Twitter too much and I'm guilty of it as well. And sometimes you got to get out and touch grass and just get off, like stop doom scrolling. Cause yeah <laughs> like get out and touch grass it's like oh it's like world war three crashing markets you know like the dollar you know the petrodollar you know the, right. there's something the, kind of exciting about watching it all burn though you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know yeah. remember when they were having all those blm riots now that was really wild 
Because I was in the middle of like the dark. Bureau of Land Management? <laughs> oh, those were wild too. <laughs> those were also very, very wild arguments. No, but just watching the country burn and like thinking, wow, this could go on in a much scarier Those fashion. were mostly peaceful uh yeah, fiery. fiery, fiery. Mostly they, no, they trashed Philly. Like I didn't, I didn't even know if I'd ever go back to Philly. I'm like, it's been lost really? to communism. Like yeah. it was completely destroyed. Glass in the streets. National Guard deployed. Tier, like that's just that's just wrong. I mean, yeah, Baltimore was already gone years prior, yeah. so <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> much like, left. To they were just like burning rubble in the summer of yeah. love. So. Well, now, now Philly just got their water supply ruined. Uh, that was a that was a great move. Uh, yeah, some kind of some kind of toxic spill uh, sent everyone into a panic. There's no more bottled water on the shelves. Something is going on. Like uh, so, to that point, yeah, I saw that it came up because um, I was up visiting PA this weekend. Uh, I went up to Reading, PA, which they had a chocolate factory just explode. Like it was insane. And this was probably had nothing com- to do with Hershey, right? Like, this well, is- <laughs> um, so it's this company in here. I'll pull it up, but it's RM Palmer and it's in West Reading, Pennsylvania. And uh, I got up Friday night with my girlfriend around five o'clock and I was helping my dad around the house. And all of a sudden I hear like two helicopters flying around. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So, uh, and then I look on the news um, and this chocolate factory just, exploded it was crazy um they're saying it was like maybe a gas leak they're still pulling people out of this rubble like nine people oh, might no. have died Damn. And so we shouldn't are you saying we shouldn't be making jokes about it or no i mean, I mean it's pretty it's Willy pretty bad jokes yeah here's the um uh i'll pull it up there i got it um yeah but yeah this was from a live camera and babs you probably know who this is this wow. is on yeah this is on uh there's a main highway, 422 and Penn Avenue. Oh, that's There's railroad explosion? tracks. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. Whoa. I saw that too. And and yeah, and not great. No. And oh my um, God. yeah, so I was um yeah, I mean my parents live about a good couple miles from there, but we heard about it. My brother has a his house is about two blocks away from there. He's renting it out now. So, but apparently they're saying it might be, it have been a gas leak. Who knows? But then it's like a chocolate factory that specializes in Easter candy right before Easter. Like what is Klaus Schwab up to? And then this chemical spill in Pennsylvania, it's like, I don't know. You're it's, saying it's uh, the war on Easter. War on Easter be. is a thing now. I, I mean, when is Easter? I'm looking it up right now. Now I'm curious. And so, suddenly there's some new, oh, so uh, like cricket based Easter candy that you right. can now substitute. I mean, they're they're going after the egg processing plants and these food processing and the chicken. They're already going after the eggs. Now they're going after fucking Cadbury eggs. You know, they're going after the Easter chocolate that's, eggs. That's too far, right? <laughs> but it is pretty sad because I mean, I was there. Um, Sunday, there was a the Burks Jazz Festival going on this weekend, and uh, my my brother and I and the four of us, a couple of us, went out to see a jazz brunch, and they still had like those blocks cleared, like the roads closed, and still. So who knows? I I don't know, but there's a lot of weird things going on in the news, and then they're talking about processing some of this water from East Palestine, Palestine, Ohio, yeah. at this at at this sewage treatment plant literally like a mile from my fucking house in east baltimore at this back river uh river neck uh water treatment plant which is part of the city 
and it's by the railroad track. So they want to bring in like, what was it, Otto? Like 65,000 gallons of water. Uh, 300, some, 360 it, gallons, I think it was. And to be Yeah, they're, they're probably like, okay, who do we know that, that won't even notice? And they're like, how about Baltimore? Right. So the EPA is trying to force their hand on this city, which already uh, just in the past uh, month had an explosion there. And then yeah. like on and off the past year and a half have been inadvertently just, oh, we're sorry. We're leaking sewage into the Chesapeake Bay, into the back river that goes into the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, sorry about that. And the My city bad. runs this facility. And it's like they want to hire a contractor, Clean Harbors, to process water from this fucking train accident out in Ohio. I mean, we just live in the upside downs. I mean, any, but... Babs, have you heard? Are you bottling water and getting prepared for it in Philly? Well, um, I only drink beer, so uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's not really affecting me, but I was in the city, and uh, I did happen to like I was at a grocery store, and I did notice that it's completely gone from the shelves. Oh, There's wow. no bottled water available. Yeah, I got so. an emergency notification when I was home when I was up in Reading, and there were, and my brother was like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's like I don't know, man. Grab some water while you're up here because. It's goofy, man. I, I, there's a there's a good opportunity for somebody to just roll a tractor trailer load of uh, cases of water and there just start go. selling them out of your trunk for like twenty bucks a case, fifty See? bucks a case. Who knows what you'd get? What am I doing Friday? All right, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to my itinerary. Right, so right. You want to get some water? So far, Florida has been okay, but I don't know. I mean, there's only so much that you can do to prepare for all this. Right. But I mean, it's just and the, the thing that was so ironic about this is, is they're sending that water from a train derailment. They're sending it by train to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> just the irony of it. It's not lost on me. I'm sure the tracks are perfectly fine between yeah. Ohio wow. and Baltimore. I, yeah. I live I've lived by the railroad tracks my entire life. Uh, the same the B&O Railroad. So I, I know it well. And I'm very close to it, so I hope to God. <laughs> Back when you were used to ride the rails and and jump yeah. box cars, and no, <laughs> no, I just flatten pennies on the on the railroad tracks. That's what I used to do. I had no interest in playing on the railroad tracks. I'm good on that. <laughs> Seems like that's just a bad like default place to play. Yeah. Oh, I, I learn now when a train comes, and uh, I there's definitely uh <laughs> there's definitely a, a part of me that was like three 10 year old kids just going out there and flattening pennies and stuff like that. It, I, I would cringe if I found out my, my kids were doing that. That would definitely make me feel terrible, but um, yeah, we, we were dumb. Still we're coming up on, we're coming up on an hour. We got to take some things over to the after hours. Um, I know we got still got a lot to talk about. So Tatiana, do you want to tell everybody about um, where everybody can follow you? I'd love uh, to close this out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if people go to Twitter, my name's Queen Tatiana on there. TatianaMorose.com is my website. I'm on Facebook and all the other places where they suck your soul. Including Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Um, number one soul sucker. No, I don't barely go on there. But anyway, um, I'd love it if people checked out the album. There's a lot of really, really good songs on there. I really like the last track. It's a little bit weird. Um, so I don't know. There's just a lot of good songs on there. I hope people take a listen. And if they like it, tell their friends because... Uh, you guys know how the algorithms are with these social media sites. Oh boy, do we! That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're do- we're going to record a after hours podcast right after this. If you're interested, hang out with us for a little bit longer. 
Um, yeah, I'll hang with you guys. I'm gonna get off the video, um, but I'm gonna just hang with you guys and just chill and, and shoot the shoot the shit a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna head on to our after hours podcast right after this. It's uh, for little as three dollars a month. If everybody, you guys want to check it out, um, go over to Patreon and sign up. And if you guys don't like using Patreon. Go over to uh, prlfans.com and find other ways to donate to the show. And um, we have t-shirts for sale over at libertariancountry.com. If you use the code PRL or PRL podcast, you, know, you get yourself a 10% discount. And if you use the code PRL2 and you spend $50 or more, you'll get a 20% discount. So until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs and bread. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country.